you allowed to swear in this podcast? Google Docs. <laughs> what kind of podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I could be fucked to, to edit out all of this fucking to not... beep over the swear words? What like... if we have under 18 listening? Doubt it. Did you swear when you were under 18? Never. Never? <laughs> no. <laughs> Call the cops. <laughs> you swore? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. This. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what? Oh, yeah, I'm CJ. That's Skylar. What? <laughs> you said this is CJ. I was uh. like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? That's CJ. Uh, this is Skylar. <laughs> I, okay, wait, 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 wait. I'm CJ. I'm Skylar. And welcome. <laughs> okay, so we, okay, so a little bit of backstory. We've spent the past, look, to be honest, we didn't really put that much effort in. It's been about 10 minutes that we've been trying to think of a name for the podcast. And you know when you just realise that you couldn't be fucked anymore? So, so right now, we're like, you know what? I stayed up until like one o'clock in the morning having a little bit of a typey poo. And, you know, it's like a name can come later. So you currently, dear listener, <laughs> very yeah. ambitiously hoping that we have a single <laughs> listener at this point. Yeah, you guys know, well, you people, you one singular human. <laughs> <laughs> know the name of our podcast. Before. I will we do. And please do let us know in whatever review you decide to give us, if you give us what your name all. is, singular <laughs> podcast listener, <laughs> and assume that you're the only one. Yeah. If there happens to be multiple, assume that you are the only person listening. <laughs> What are we are? What are we discussing? Today? Okay, so just as a little for anybody who has happened upon this podcast, the the, the way it's gonna work is I'm gonna do a shit ton of work and Skylar's gonna sit on her ass and she's <laughs> going to react to things that I deem to be interesting um events, stories, um crimes, um cryptids, aliens. Oh my god. The world is uh, a motherfucking clam. I might, I might, I might do one myself, but I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really setting the bar low. Yeah. So I don't that no one has the expectations. Happen. I reckon yeah. it's important to manage expectations. Otherwise, I'm going to be like, mate, today's recording day. Yeah, Skylar doesn't do much, eh? No. No. No, but you do a lot by like, by like showing up. I'm enthusiastic. Mm, yeah. For sure. <laughs> and your tops are matching. <gasps> <laughs> Unintentionally matching. Can you um, hurry up? Okay. Fuck? okay. fuck me. Where, where, where the fuck do you have to be? Literally. Where nowhere. do you need to be? Okay. Well, where do All you right. have to be? Um, so that, I suppose, I suppose that that's enough of a fucking intro, apparently. Um, that's welcome for like how long? And let's jump straight into it. Uh, this is usually the point in a podcast where there'd be an ad break. So, do, 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 do. <laughs> Sponsored by Coca-Cola. <laughs> You're dreaming. Sponsored by the tech shop down the road. <laughs> Delicious. Even. Um, not even. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's just jump. So today, Skylar. Yes. My dear love. CJ. We are going to be talking about, I'm fiddling with this, which is probably fucking up my sound. Can you stop <laughs> playing shit? Okay. Today, we are going to be talking about mm. the Dyatlov Pass incident. How does that make you feel? I don't, I've never heard of that. When Straight you said, off the bat, any theories? Uh, some kind of Russian dodgy <gasps> experiment during the war. Well, Russian was right. Uh, Those yeah. dodgy Russians. Yeah. Is that racist? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Oh, oh, oh. Don't piss off the Russians, bro. 
Oh. They're more powerful than us. Any country, don't piss off any country. They're more powerful than us. Don't worry. So that's like all of them. Mm. 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 I'm gonna take I'm a sippy. I'm gonna take a sippy poo. <laughs> Please listen. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the dia- <laughs> Okay, nine people died. So, oh what? So let's, nine let's people be died. Respectful. Okay. <laughs> On the night. Between the 1st and 2nd of February, 1959. So nine people died, but it was a while ago, so it's okay. Nine people died. I'll say it ages ago, it doesn't count. That's what they say about the world wars. Mm, <laughs> I was going to make a joke, and then I didn't. Oh, good job. Yeah. I'm very proud of the self-restraint. <laughs> nine Russian students died. Spoiler alert, they died. Why? After hiking to the northern part of the Ural Mountains. Well, this is a really lame story so far. I have to say. Fuck me. Puts no work in. <laughs> Everyone's a fucking critic now. Though. You wanted my you wanted my honest response. This is it. The group were all experienced hikers and uh-huh. had hailed from the Ural Polytechnical Institute. Cool. After establishing camp for the night, something occurred to cause all nine to tear out of their tents and flee into the sub zero night, all whilst dressed still in what they had gone to sleep in, aka underwear. Thin clothing, what you're wearing right now. Like, Although that oh, would seem a little bit silly. To oh, wear, to wear I don't think you'd be wearing what I'm wearing right I now. I don't think so either. I mean, look, Unless they were cold. apparently in their underwear, some of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> freezing your little nuts off. Well, here's this is the point. Ready? The public would not know about mm. what had occurred on this night by the families of the victims until 1990. So that's like what? You know, maths 31 years later. When a retired official's account ignited a curiosity that soon Modesto said. Good job yeah. speaking. All right, so what the fuck happened, right? So what's going uh, on here? Are you confused? You should be. I'm a little bit. So they've gone hi- nine fuckers have gone hiking. Yeah. And then they've all just ripped out of their tents and their pantyhose and yeah. bolted into the snow. <laughs> the pantyhose, specifically. <laughs> their pantyhose. Yes. Okay, so you're, you're on it so far. So I am on it. All right. I I don't understand like how why so, you so this is the moment where I'm gonna say all the, all these people's names. Um, we all need to remember that they are Russian names, and I'm going to be pronouncing them. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I think that we all need to um do it. We all us two and and our single listener who I think we should call Jeff for the moment. Jeff. Jeff. Um. Wait, Jeff with a, like a J or Jeffrey like with a G, like Jeffrey or Jeffrey. I've never really met a Jeff starting with a G. I have the other day. <laughs> I'm fucking proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's dive into the um the pronunciation. Oh, delicious. So the group consisted of eight men and two women. There was Igor Dyatlov, who was the leader of the group, oh. and is the reason why it was the the area was was named Dyatlov Pass was after him. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so he was twenty three years old. There was twenty one year old Yuri Doroshenko. You're doing very well so far, I have to say. Hang the fuck on. <laughs> Twenty-year-old Lyudmila Dubinina. Yeah, right. Tenuous there. Um, Can you say that again? No. Say it again. No. Say it again. Stop it. Consent is important. (laughs) Twenty-three-year-old Georgie. Oh, here we go. Krivon Krivonishenko. I think. Can you say that last name ten times faster? Krivonishenko. Krivonishenko, maybe. Chenko. Uh, it's S C H. So it's she or che. One of them. Um, oh, yeah. 24-year-old Alexander Kolovitov. 
Ooh, I yeah. was so confident on the Alexander part and then just went downhill. Yeah, you fucked it. 22-year-old Zenaida Kolmogorova. 23-year-old Rustin Slobodin. <laughs> Don't laugh at his name. Shut up. 23-year-old Nikolai Thibault Brignoles. Brignole or Brignoles. 38-year-old Semyon, brackets Alexander, Zolotaryov, and 21-year-old Yuri Yudin. So I could very easily have not said those names, but I think it's important. They all died. They're victims of this event. So I think it's important to say their names. That'll be right. Is this feeling a little bit creepy creep? Like, is this like a natural disaster situation? Well, I've said like their a, names so far. Or is so. there a Sasquatch roaming around scared <laughs> well, well, funny you should say that. No, <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Hurry up. Yeah, it's funny you say that because some people potentially, you know, will get back to the Yeti. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back. Okay, so Igor, uh, our, our, our main man, Igor. The main bloke. He was a radio engineering student and he formed the group of fellow students and peers um, at the university that they all went to, which I think that, did I not have the name of that university in my notes? Yeah, the Ural Polytechnical Institute. I did mention it previously. Good job. Uh, thank you. Um, so he got, he collected a group of peers and students from the uni uh, for a skiing expedition. All of the people who were a part of the group were experienced grade two hikers with ski experience and would all be receiving their grade three certification as a result of this trip. Um, At the time, that was the highest certification available in the Soviet Union and required candidates to have hiked at least 300 kilometers. I would rather jump off the West Gate than hike 300 kilometers. I mean, for any of you that don't know where the West Gate is, it's in Melbourne and it's quite a solid bridge. I was was going to say, I... I don't know what the Westgate is, but I will Solid say drop, yeah. we here at Unnamed Podcast do not take suicide lightly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's really she bad. She was being hyperbolic. Please don't drive me. I'm sorry. Let's just edit that out. <laughs> I think we should keep it all in. Keep it all in. Okay. So this, this is all to say that they are experienced. So they're not just go, like, it's not like us to fucking up a mountain, being like, yeah, we'll be sweet, and then dying, which would be expected in that situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So their experience. That would happen to me. (laughs) We would end up in that situation. So (laughs) their destination was 10 kilometers north of the site where the incident occurred, and their route was classified as Cert 3, which was, as in it was the most difficult route you could have, plus the conditions were bad, all that kind of stuff. Um, it is worth noting that they had all the required permissions and sign-offs and the proper authorities. Everyone knew that they were doing this. They had like they they had already like predetermined their trail, checked in with everyone, their sports club, the uni, all that. So like everything was kosher. Everything was done properly. Everything was um, kosher. But something went wrong. <laughs> Have I but, built up but, enough suspense yet? Yeah, but something went well. I mean, you've tried to go through the names. You've mentioned the institute like twice. <laughs> And you can make sure everyone knows they have their permits down and can crack up. Yeah, we can. So, <laughs> they began their trip on January 27th. And by the very next day, already one member of the group, Yuri Yudin, who suffered several health issues, including rheumatism and a congenital heart defect, Good. had turned back. Did you on what either of those things mean? I was going, I'm not going to lie, I was going to. Because I thought that we would come into this very problem. Um... I okay, fine. Fuck me. All right, <laughs> let me have a look. Rheumatism. I, I mean, not You're the one other. Not the other okay, one. rheumatism, as marked by Google. Um, any disease marked by inflammation and pain in the joints, muscles, or fibrous tissue, Lame. especially rheumatoid arthritis. Well, you shouldn't be hiking with that. I mean, I mate. do agree. 
you <laughs> so he, he turned back due to knee and joint pain, which made him unable to continue the hike. Um, and then a congenital heart defect, I assume it's just like having a weak heart, but we can look it up. So I don't want to assume it makes an ass out of you and me. It makes an ass out of you and me. And all heart defect. We don't want to offend anyone with heart defect. Oh, I don't want to offend a single human. <laughs> They're present at birth. It develops before birth. It's an abnormality. It's the most common type of birth defect. Symptoms include abnormal heart rhythms, blue-tinted skin, shortness of breath, failure to feed or develop normally, and swollen body tissue or organs. So a swollen smurf with a weak heart. <laughs> Shut the fuck I'm up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, okay. So anyway, the point is, this was hard enough that he already had to turn back. So one per- one lucky fucker, the luckiest fucker on the planet, turned around after a day. It was like, fuck this, off he goes. Yeah, and everyone well, else died. But because he turned, because of his congenital heart disease, and his swollen joints, he lived. Lucky bastard. Lucky bastard, I'd say. Mm. So, by February 1st, they'd already reached the pass, and it seems that their plan was to get through the pass and then camp on the other side of it to continue on from the next day. Yeah. Due to worsening weather conditions, however, they appeared to have lost their course and started to head west towards the top of Colat Circle, otherwise <laughs> known as Dead Mountain. Nice name. <laughs> Such a tragedy happening on Dead Mountain. Uh, Dead Mountain. <laughs> Once the group realised their mistake, they decided to set up camp for the night on the slope of the mountain rather than head 1.5 kilometres down towards a forested area that would have provided them with some shelter from the bad weather, which at the time was sitting at minus 25 to minus 30 degrees Celsius. Oh, my God, no. And it was like a snowstorm. So, you know what? Like, whilst I'm like, oh, 1.5K could have maybe saved their lives, I understand not wanting to keep on going if those were the conditions. You know what I mean? Jesus. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, it's it's not great. <laughs> so That's what I'll say that. Minus 25. Minus 25. My nips are, like, going hard at the thought of that. Just the thought, yeah. Like, they're so sure. hard right now, I can cut a steak with them. Yeah. They're like icicles. They are. Oh, my God. Sharp. Careful. Watch your eye. Sorry, continue. So, before leaving, Igor, our main man, yeah. had the foresight to agree to send a telegram back to their sports club by the 12th of February as a check-in to make sure everything had gone as planned. Unfortunately, before he had left the group, um, Igor told Yuri to expect the telegram to come later due to the fact that there were delays because Yuri left and, you know, they, they were delayed, clearly. Um, yeah. Due to this, no immediate reaction occurred to the February the 12th coming and passing, and no one had heard anything from them. Yeah. So remember that this happened February the 1st and 2nd. So it's been almost two weeks, and nobody's heard from them, but they're not particularly, like, you know, stressed, stressed about it because they were expecting it to be a delay. Intense little um, it was only when the families of the hikers demanded a rescue mission on February 20th, that's 19 days to 18 days after. So you only waited a little bit then? Yeah. <laughs> really really oh, kind of went, up, like, a week past the time that he said he was going to contact you. Yeah, look, um, I mean... Been, oh, it's been a week. Maybe we should just see how they're going. <laughs> should we check in? <laughs> Shall we? Um, demanded a rescue mission on February 20th that action was taken. At first, the Institute sent rescue a rescue group consisting of volunteer students and teachers, but once that proved unsuccessful, the militia and army forces got involved, soon to be joined by helicopters. So the shit got serious. shit got real, real intense. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Have I never heard of this? I feel like I'm just very out of touch, maybe. I mean, I only, I mean, I heard of it through, like, other podcasts. Like, there's been a lot of podcasts that have that have touched on it. But before that, I hadn't really heard of it either. We're going to dive in deep into this one. Though. Fuck yeah, we are. I like it. So on February 26th, the rescue operation found the abandoned campsite. 
and badly damaged tents on Dead Mountain. I'm, from now on, I'm calling the mountain Dead Mountain because I don't think I can pronounce the Russian name. Well, I mean, you're not time. Russian, though, are you? No, I'm not. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. A direct right. quote from Mikhail Sharavan, who was the student who found the tent. And thus we follow with this quote. The tent was half torn down and covered with snow. It was empty and all the group's belongings and shoes had been left behind. Like shoes. So they were like barefoot in the snow. Minus 25 to minus 30 degree weather. Oh, no, 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 no. Surely you'd lose a toe. I you? reckon, yeah. I and mean, look, they lost their lives, but I think if, yeah. <laughs> So investigators said that the tent had been cut from the inside. This is freaking me out. <laughs> Wait, so these okay, these people, all of their stuff is left behind. They've they've chopped their way out of their own tent, is that mm-hmm. what you're telling me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what could possibly have happened <laughs> for you to be like, nah, forget my pants. I'm gonna cut my way out of a tent and piss off. Well, that's the question. It was determined through traces at the camp that all nine hikers had left their tents and the camp itself of their own accord, right? Yeah. Nine sets of footprints, all of which were left by people only wearing socks or a single shoe, with some even being barefoot, could be followed leading down towards the nearby edge of the previously mentioned woods, which were 1.5 kilometres away. However, after 500 metres, the tracks disappeared, though they did find the visible remains of a small fire. What? Okay. <laughs> okay, quick recap. So these people, all of their stuff's left behind. Mm-hmm. They've chopped their way out of their own tent. Mm-hmm. They've piss bolted 1.5Ks to the end of a forest. Is this right? Mm-hmm. And there's a tiny remain of a fire. Mm-hmm. They aren't wearing clothes mm-hmm. or really shoes. <laughs> and this is, this is all we know. Is this what you're telling me? So far, as much as I've told you, yes. Oh, my God. Like. Let's just like throw in some ideas. Like, how, like <laughs> well, like, okay, hold that because I'm gonna ask you for your. I've got a theory section here, and I'm gonna ask you for what you think happened. I like in a this moment. idea. Okay, okay so I'll give you all the facts, yes. and then I want to know what you think. Okay. Okay, so the first two bodies to be discovered were those of Krivonachenko and Doroshenko, both shoeless and dressed only in their underwear. Are these guys or chicks? Um, These dudes, fuck right? me, I don't know. I'm sorry. I should, but there were That's eight dudes really and two women. To the I know there were people. two dudes, and well, I don't see gender, so fuck you. <laughs> sorry, yes. Anyway. Is it? Does it matter? <laughs> oh, we're taking it to that place, are we? Oh, I think we should. Okay. So they're dressed only. The most important thing is that they're dressed only in their underwear. Okay, so they're only in their underwear. They have no shoes on, and they're dressed only in their underwear. And they're definitely dead. Yes. Like ice, ice poles, right? Ice poles. Well. The branches on the tree near them were broken up to five metres high, suggesting that one of the pair had climbed up to look for something. Rescuers believed potentially the camp, like they, they had gotten lost and they were trying to find the camp. Why are you running away from the camp in the first place? Well, this is the question. They climbed five metres up a tree. Oh, that's really giving me the heebie-jeebies, for real. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. Between the trees and the camp, the rescuers found the bodies of Dyatlov, so Igor, our boy, yeah. um, Kolmogorova, and Slobodin. They all died in poses that seemed to point to them having perished whilst attempting to return to the camp. All were around about 100 metres apart from each other. What do you mean poses that suggest they're trying to get back? Well, like, crawly, crawly? Or like... I suppose so, yeah. Oh. Don't really know. I don't think, yeah. I didn't Wait, look so for the two, two of, the of them were by the forest area? Uh-huh, so two forest. were closer to the forest, and those two were the ones that were next to the fire. 
So they'd sit there. Okay, so they'd set up a little, a little fire. <laughs> little fire. Tried to find. And had the tree next to them that they tried to climb up. I don't know why, but that tree thing really freaked it's me It's weird, out. right? Like, like I, I definitely, as well, when I saw that on the notes, I was like, mm, that makes me feel uncomfortable. That really stresses me out. They're sending me like, a little shiver down my spine. Like, right. It really freaks me out. And then the next three were found heading, trying to head towards the camp. But weren't they like, how many were there? Were there nine? There were nine of them all together, yeah. So where's the four? Where are the other four? Okay. Wow. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> the last four hikers were found two months later. Oh, Jesus. Two months later, on the 4th of May, under four metres of snow in a ravine 75 metres further into the woods. What? Three of those four were better dressed than the previously found students, and there was evidence that those who had died first had relinquished their clothes to the others. So the people who were alive took the clothes off of the dead people. Um, Dubanina was wearing... Krivonishenko's burned, torn trousers, burned, torn burned. trousers, and her left foot was wrapped in a torn jacket. Her left foot was mm-hmm. wrapped in a jacket. Yes. So naturally, a legal inquest started immediately after the first five bodies You're were found. You're right. <laughs> no, yeah, slightly looks, suspicious. What the fuck's going it, on here? It looks totally natural. Just leave that, leave that there, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and it was discovered that there were no injuries that might have concluded in their deaths, and thus a medical examiner determined their cause of death to be hypothermia. So that's the first five. So the, Okay, so the three trying to get back to camp, frozy, frozy. Two of them, one had tried to climb a tree. <laughs> both also frozy, frozy. Both frozy, frozy, yep. both in their undies with no shoes on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by a fire. So the first five were found, and then the other four. Two months later. Were buried under snow. Under snow. Yeah. And they had clothes on. And they had clothes on. So the four bodies later found, however, were a different story, with three of the hikers having fatal injuries. The Beau Brignol had major skull damage, and both Duvenina and Solitariov had major chest fractures. Sorry, burp, break. This is dodgy. Is this some kind of like Lord of Lord of the Flies situation? What's what's the I haven't read that actually. I should. I know the vague that on an island. They start killing each other. They're boys, something like that. Get anyway, <laughs> I should read it. It's on my list, my very long list of books to read. <laughs> it was determined that the force necessary to honour such injuries would have had to be comparable to a car crash. And it was important to note that none of the bodies had any external wounds associated with the fractures. So everything was internal. They had no outside signs of, of these bones breaking or anything. What? As though they had been subject to immense pressure. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. So the four that were buried, can snow, snow can't do that to you, surely? I mean, I don't really know. No. Maybe. We live in Australia. We know fuck all about snow. No. <laughs> snow that heavy? No way. I sound like a dickhead right now. I mean, look. Like, no I, way. I don't want to give a spoiler on any of the theories, but we're about to get into, like, what, what was determined as the cause of death for these people, which That's- is snow attributed. This is, like, giving me full-blown anxiety. I'm As stressed. it should. It's I'm fucking creepy. so stressed. I'm still, even after all that, the tree thing stresses me out the most. And we're about to get into the part that I find the most heebie-jeebie. Okay, let's do it. All four bodies found at the bottom of the ravine had various parts of their soft, soft tissue damaged and or missing. For example, Dubonina was missing her tongue, her eyes, part of her lips, as well as facial tissue and a fragment of skull bone. While Zolotaryov... Wait, wait, wait. But nothing, but nothing. Uh, I'm confused. So the, fra- so the bone fractures, right? Yeah. There was no external signs. But she just had some shit missing from her face. 
Apparently it's how shit missing from your face. Zolotaryov, which is the one that apparently I struggle the most with the name, had his eyeballs missing. And Alexander Kolev- Kolevatov had his eyebrows missing. His eyebrows. Exclusively has- his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I shouldn't be laughing. That's really terrible. I'm sorry. So they're missing internal bits, but no external bits. No, oh. no, they're missing some external bits. So like the tongue and shit, like the eyes. and That's missing. These oh. injuries were determined to have occurred post-mortem by the forensic examiner. And oddly, there were high levels of radiation found on one of the victim's clothing. What? <laughs> what? So that's only on the four by the ravine. Mm-hmm. You know that movie we watched with the weird god thing? Oh, the ritual, yeah. Yeah, is it like that? I mean, it could be. If anyone's seen the ritual, go oh, watch it. Good fucking movie. It's on <laughs> go watch it. Go watch it. Go oh watch my it. god, I love that film. Okay. A couple of other odd little tidbits are as follows. 12-year-old Yuri Kuntsevich attended five of the funerals and recalled that their skin had a deep brown tan. And another group of hikers who were around 50 kilometers away from the incident on the same night reported that they saw strange orange spheres in the sky to the north. Similar spheres were observed in the surrounding area by various independent witnesses, including the meteorology service and the military during the period from February to March of 1959. However, it is important to note that these independent witnesses only came forward years after the event. Orange spheres. Orange spheres in the sky. But lots of people. It's not just one person. Mm-hmm. Multiple groups. Multiple groups, including the mil- meteorology service and the military. But they didn't say something until, like, years later. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Weird. I don't know about that one. So the inquest officially ceased on May 1959, and the verdict was that the group members had all died because of a compelling natural force. And the files were sent to a secret archive. They all died from a, a what? A compelling natural force. What kind of natural force <laughs> takes someone's eyeballs and tongues and eyebrows, more importantly? <laughs> so, in 2018, what? Zolotarev's remains were exhumed through the initiative of the Russian tabloid newspaper. <laughs> Give me a moment. Komsomolskaya Pravda. New testing showed that the body had no DNA matches to living relatives of Zolotarev. And an investigation determined that nobody to the name of Semyon Zolotarov was buried in the Ivanovskoy Cemetery, which is like where he was supposed to be buried. And all of this led to the journalists believing that another person was hiding under Zolotarov's name after World War II. So that's unrelated, but interesting, I think. My head hurts. So one of the people, right, his body was exhumed by, like, because of journalists and stuff, like public opinion or whatever. Okay. His body was exhumed. Yes. They did DNA testing on his living relatives and they didn't match. Okay. And there's no evidence of anyone by that name being buried in the cemetery that he was buried in. What? And so the journalists believed that someone else had taken that name after World War Two. Oh. So it was like either a spy or like someone on the run or a criminal or something like oh, that. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. So that's very just, interesting. just a little tidbit. To a add. little tittle tattle. Yeah. I like it. And then, finally, in February 2019, Russian authorities reopened the investigation on the Dyatlov incident to consider three possible explanations. An avalanche, a snow slab avalanche, which is like when just a giant fucking piece of, like, ice just, like, falls, um, snow, or a hurricane. The possibility of a crime has been discounted. You've got to be kidding me. I'm sorry. But so, what of those three theories, are they the theories? Is that what you're saying? We are now about to get into the theories section, and I would like to know 
what you think. I don't think any of those three things that you've just said could possibly make someone's tongue and eyeballs pop out. <laughs> <laughs> and your eyebrows. I just need someone to explain that to me. Scavengers. As in, like, little animals. Going for Why would tissue. They, so they're just, like, getting around. Actually, no, that's very logical. It's possible. Going for eyebrows, though. Eyebrows is definitely the one that stands out. That's weird. That's weird. It's weird. It's weird because it's, like, his eyes were, like, the softest parts, which, like, they do say, like, that your eyes will be, like, pecked out by a bird or whatever. But the softest parts were snap. still there, but they took, like, two little strips of hair. Yeah, it's weird. That's it's weird. weird. I think that's weird. The ritual, man. Mm-hmm. The ritual. It's all the ritual. The ritual. We've cracked the case. I'm getting the ritual <laughs> vibe. All, so. all of this, even though it happened in a completely different section, it's the Swedes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Swedish cult. Those dirty Swedes. <laughs> Those dirty Swedish <laughs> cultists. It's just coming, coming for all of us. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, if anyone's seen that movie, if our one listener has seen that movie if Jeff has seen that movie if Jeff has seen the movie Jeff with the G if you've seen that movie that's the vibe Mm -hmm. that's the vibe I'm getting sorry Mm -hmm. continue with the series okay 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 so shall we jump into the theories yeah I want to know okay so what 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 was what do you reckon I want to know what you think before I jump into the theories ah okay um okay Mm, okay I think so there were four by the ravine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there were two climby, climby. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I have no idea. I can't understand. Maybe an avalanche that's made them bolt out that's gone, oh, my God. So they, like, knives their way out of the tent, right? Mm-hmm. Piss bolted because, like, you don't really have time mm-hmm. to get your pants and shoes on mm-hmm. when there's an avalanche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. but mm, even then, the camp was, like, still intact and everything. Though. Mm-hmm. So, like, that doesn't explain that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you're going to bolt you. It's the only thing I can think of. Or, like, wild animals attacking, maybe, for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of animals are there. Mm-hmm. Bolting. <laughs> Neither do I. No. <laughs> I've never been to Dead Mountain. Um, what? And then you've got the two by the fire. Maybe the uh, the four with the clothes seem dodgy because they're all sorted. They were found later, right? They've mm. got clothes and things. Was it like. an inside job? Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Inside job, yeah? So they've gone chase the other three and the other three like running back to the camp but then they've got no actually no that doesn't make any sense because <laughs> they're coming back to the camp like they just froze they just froze the first three that were like looking like they were trying to get back to the camp and then the two by the fire just chilling what did they literally. all like literally just chilling <laughs> chilling out by a fire and one's climbed the tree obs to try and get back but the four with the clothes seem seem kind of dodgy they've obviously lived longer than the other five right? i think it's safe to assume yeah because they've taken it's safe to assume because they've taken the clothes off the dead people well so I think why that, did they die? i think that when they say that they took the clothes i think they meant within the four so i think that some of the four died before some of the others so they took the clothes from oh so they didn't take the think clothes it was from like the insular. first five dead people well because they were at the bottom of a ravine ah uh, yes uh, oh yeah! Look, Skylar has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Skylar's that's speaking, an ac- adequate answer. Skylar speaking say. in the third person. I can't even think of like any kind of theory that would explain that would explain this. Mm. It hurts. Apart from the ritual, uh huh. That's all I can think of. And I reckon you should stick with that. I am. You know what? I'm sticking the with the big Norse god. Yeah. With antlered hands. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. Again, go watch that movie. 
<laughs> you don't understand what we're talking about. No. Go watch that movie. Go watch the movie and then come back to this shitty podcast. How dare you? <laughs> come back to this shitty very borderline offensive you. podcast. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> on July 11th, 2020, Andre... Kuryakov, deputy head of the Urals Federal District Directorate of the Prosecutor Prosecutor General's Office, not long ago, two months ago, July. We did. Yeah. Oh my god. Announced an avalanche to be the official cause of death for the Dyatlov group in 1959. The accepted series of events is as follows. Okay. The group weakened the snow base by pegging in their tent, and during the night, the snow began to slide under the weight of the new snow from the storm. So you know how it was obviously snowing and shit. So they pegged in their tent, weakened the snow that was already there on the mountain somehow, whatever. And then um, the new snow also added pressure to that. And it gradually pushed the snow on the mountain onto the tent's entrance. Yes. So the group wakes up and panics because there's like a slow avalanche occurring, apparently. So they evacuate and cut a hole out of the tent because the entrance is blocked. Oh, okay. And wait, so, so then, wait, was there snow at the tent, like backed onto the tent when they when it was the campsite was found? Well, from the pictures that I've seen, like the, it, you can still definitely see the tent, like the tent is still very visible, like when it was found. So there was there was an avalanche that had backed onto their campsite. Well, I don't had, think that there's actual evidence of that. So I'll, I'll continue. So the, so they panic, they wake up because there's an avalanche happening and they evacuate through the hole, um, and head towards the forest as a perceived place of safety from the storm and the avalanche. Same Due to some bit. of the group having inadequate clothing, the group splits with two in the underwear creating a fire to keep warm and ultimately failing. The other slightly better clothed three began heading back to the camp, presumably to grab better gear, but die of hypothermia on the way. And the remaining four were even better equipped and thus went on to look for a better campsite. Um, the way they were found indicates that they accidentally fell into a snow hole caused by the frozen stream of the ravine and then fell down to the bottom of it. Oh, that sucks. So that is the accepted events, accepted But how did the, the other government. four suddenly have more gear than the others? Or well, they've grabbed more they grabbed stuff it, on the I way suppose, out. Yeah, they just had the foresight to grab it. I mean, I don't want to judge someone who's panicking, but, like, at least grab some, like, pants. <laughs> at least you don't just need to whack them on, but just, you know, grab them. I think it's, yeah, it's the fact that they specify that the avalanche was happening gradually and was, like, slowly pushing onto the tent. All nine were in the same tent, by the way. It was, like, a big-ass tent. Yeah. So it's, like, but, like, if it was happening so slowly, I just... Plus, there's also evidence of the fact that they didn't flee. They weren't running. They were walking at a normal pace away from the tent. Okay, yeah, that, that's I call bullshit on that whole theory. <laughs> because if I'm sorry, why are some of them in their underwear and some of them have like fully like well, not fully clothed but have more clothes? They're all in the same tent. Mm-hmm. It's slowly pushing onto it. They've strolled off into the forest. Mm-hmm. Casually. I, casually yeeted themselves out of the tent <laughs> and gone for a gone walkabout to the forest. Like. No, I don't think so. I disagree. Liars. (laughs) Okay, so here's the evidence contradicting an avalanche. Yes. The location of the event had no signs of an avalanche. Mm -hmm. And the bodies were only covered by a thin layer of snow with no sufficiently serious injuries to signify an avalanche. 
Okay. A study of the area using up-to-date terrain-related physics revealed that the location was entirely unlikely for such an avalanche to have occurred. Yeah. And footprint patterns leading from the tent were inconsistent with the group running in panic from either real or imagined danger. They were all consistent with individuals walking at a normal pace. Okay. So also, pause for a sec because theory... I need to turn my charger on. If I didn't... But continue. That theory does not uh, – it doesn't explain – the weird broken bones and the pressure thing. The pressure thing. Agreed. It doesn't explain the pressure thing. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. So I do. Like, oh, that's nice weird. Sofa sound. Yeah, yeah, nice sofa sound. Thanks, guys. Um, no, well, I agree. I agree. But it doesn't explain the pressure thing. So I call bullshit on that whole theory. I don't have one that's better, but mm-hmm. still, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So initially. As with your tone-deaf fucking statement earlier, there was speculation that the indigenous Mansi people, local reindeer herders, had attacked and murdered the group for encroaching on their land. Okay, no, that's not accurate either. (laughs) (laughs) As a result, several Mansi were interrogated by police, but the nature of their deaths didn't support this theory. Example, only the hikers' footprints were were found, and there was no sign of hand-to-hand combat. Also, again, that bullshit fucking theory doesn't explain the weird pressure thing. injury internal things yeah so no yeah um okay so another theory is that it was catabatic winds which i i looked into and the only way that i can really describe it right and, and this is going to have some visual aid for skylar but everyone watching is just going to have to follow is that it's a it's a specific like with specific um what do you call it conditions the wind kind of comes in a huge gust that goes like down and it like create it, like it's like a downwards wind right? I wish so you it, guys like, puts a bunch of like, pressure on you does that make sense so like like imagine just like wind like but like down wind crushes your inside does it well i mean as in like so you know how you can feel like a gust of wind and it can like you're walking against it obviously we don't live in like the fucking south of america so we don't have like twisters or anything but like as in <laughs> Imagine like a really heavy wind and it pushes your hair back, right? Yeah. But imagine that, but it's coming straight down. Jesus. So it's like pushing you down. Does that make sense? That's so that's what a catabatic wind is, I believe. Feel free, Jeff, if you're a scientist, Jeff, to comment or whatever. Email us. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find our emails, email us um, and tell us how I'm wrong. But this is what I gathered from doing minimal research into what catabatic winds are. Give us your two cents, please. <laughs> we want everyone to give us their two cents. Um, okay, so an incident occurred in Sweden, which resulted in the deaths of eight hikers, with the mountain in question having very similar conditions to Dead Mountain. And those eight Swedish hikers were determined to be killed by catabatic winds. I'm sorry, what? You weren't paying attention. You were looking out the window. I zoned out the bird outside. <laughs> So there is an example yeah. of eight hikers in Sweden that got mushy, mushy, dying from... by catabatic winds, and the conditions on the mountain that they were on were very similar to the conditions. So on they the literally mountain. just got mushy, mushy, by catabatic winds. Doesn't yes. explain ripping out of a tent and not having your clothes and having. Well, that see now that's true. You know, but having weird fires going, climbing trees. And... The article that I read did mention that because they wouldn't, it wouldn't have made sense for them to stay in the tent if there were catabatic winds. But I don't know what that means. Like either the tent like collapsed or something on them, 
And so they like couldn't find the entrance. And so they tore out like that's completely me. That's me making that up. Like, I don't know. But maybe, 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 maybe. Even even then, wasn't the tent still in? It was still wrecked, wasn't it? It Well, it it looked from the picture that I saw. It looked like as though it was still like at the very least the main like pole holding it up. I'm not good with tents, but like the main thing that holds it up. You must really like camp. Yeah, I camp heaps. Can you tell? Um, the main the main pole that holds it up, like the big one in the center, was still upright. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no. See, I don't get yeah, That doesn't make sense. It's edgy. It is edgy. Yeah, I think so. It doesn't make sense. Is there another theory? Are there is theory? another theory. Okay, because those first two are <laughs> shit. <laughs> first. So the next theory is infrasound. Pardon? So infrasound is a theory proposed by Donny Iker's 2013 book called Dead Mountain. Appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, so the hypothesis is that the wind going around the mountain at the time created a common vortex street which can produce infrasound capable of inducing panic attacks in humans. So whatever was happening, there was some sort of vortex, whatever jargon, and it created a specific sound that can induce panic attacks. So, you know, like when people say there's been a bunch on TikTok at the moment where they're like, oh, my God, this sound makes you see yourself as no one else sees you or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like the sound affects this. No, but, like, can you definitely show me one of those later? Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's, like, like, for example, I think there's, like, sound there. Like, think of, like, the calm app, right? So those sounds are supposed to make you calm. This is, like, the extreme opposite of that, and it's supposed to induce panic attacks. I mean, that kind of makes more sense to me. So Ica believes that the infrasound would have caused them to tear through their tent in a panic, and once they had fled down the mountain and escaped the infrasound, they would have gained their bearings and attempted to return to the camp unsuccessfully. Yeah, no, that theory makes the most sense. Yeah, I haven't Which done any more background. I haven't done any more background into that theory. Um, so that I'm sure that many many scientists have discount discredited it because it was just by this Donny Iker guy who wrote this book. But like, I mean, it's it, it adds up. It actually does make the most sense though. Mm. Like the tribal one, fuck off. And then the first one, what was that? What was the other one? What the avalanche? Da- avalanche, downward wind. Down, down with the catabatic wind. Yeah. Downward wind goes splat splat. <laughs> <laughs> no. So the first three, just no. None of them are fully made, like, you know, cover all of the things. All of the bases. But even then, this weird uh, 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 sound. Uh, yeah. sound thing, you know what I mean? The little it doesn't vortex, explain the pressure. It doesn't explain the pressure. Maybe a combination of, of the theories. Yeah. Maybe Soundy Boy. Run, run. Mm-hmm. Sandy boy make people go run, run. Mm-hmm. Down the hill, and then they're like, oh, my God, this is so shit. Let's mm-hmm. go back. Mm-hmm. And then the ones with the mush-mush, the broken insides. Well, they were downward. covered in quite a bit of snow. So, like, maybe they fell into the ravine, and then, like, because they created a hole that, like, destabilized the snow, and they got crushed by that. Yeah, that would make sense. Mm. But there's, I can't think, unless there's, unless there's a Yeti chasing people out of tents, I can't think. But then the other question is, if they're covered in so much snow, then how would scavengers have gotten to their eyes and their tongues and shit? (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Not to make you, you know, have an existential crisis, but. Oh, that's what my head in. Let's just combine all the theories, yeah? So noisy boy make people go zoom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> run they run they run uh run on down there yeah and then 
some of them, and then they're like, oh my god, I've got to get back. And so the first three are like, let's yeet back to the campsite, yeah? Uh-huh. Get frozen, like, little icy poles. Uh-huh. The other two by the fire, like, shit, not going to make it back to the campsite at the moment. Let's get some fire going. Mm-hmm. Fail, epic mm-hmm. fail, mm-hmm. lol. Lol. And then <laughs> one tries to climb a tree, find camp, epic fail. Mm-hmm. They both cark it. And then mm-hmm. the other four, yeah, by the ravine, they do they so they fall into the ravine, right? Apparently. Are there any scavengers in that? No. <laughs> in the ravine. Just <laughs> <ravine. laughs> waiting. Like <laughs> Sorry, the meal in use. <laughs> but we're only gonna take the soft bits. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> starving for a num nom. It only takes like one dude's eyebrows. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Good survival instincts on those ones. Jesus Christ. I haven't, haven't had a meal in years. Only going to take this little bit. And, <laughs> the eyebrows. And this, like, And this fucker's eyebrows. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. When the rescuers come, they just see a fox with, like, human eyebrows pasted on. <laughs> like, they were just so on fleek, bro. The eyebrows were so on fleek. <laughs> I to take him for myself. Oh my god. That is the funniest thing. <laughs> okay, so there's still two there's still two theories left, right? And these are the ones that are a little bit more like conspiracy theory. I do love a good conspiracy. And there's like... technically there is also one more, but I didn't really look into it because I think that like it would have been like I tried to read one article. I'll I'll go into it later. Is it but... a bit controversial or what? No, 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 no. It's so the, there is the theory of the Yeti, right? But I, I tried to read an article on it, and it was so far-fetched. like far not far fetched, but obviously it's all based on the knowledge of the yeti and like where it lives and all this kind of shit that I just don't know about. So I think we'll do a separate story on the yeti. So at we're some gonna point. yeah, we're gonna we'll do go a deep. part two on this on the yeti, <laughs> on the yeti. and how this yeti could have been linked into this dead mountain <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna promise. <laughs> Yeah. But it's possible. Who knows? Maybe two years down the track when we're definitely still making this podcast. Amateur um, hour in your lounge room. <laughs> in my lounge room. Comfy, <laughs> having a chat. Do you reckon we can be like Joe Rogan and Spotify will pay us all pay us the money so much money. So listen to us talk absolute yeah, garbage. Yeah, Spotify, pay us food. Set me up for last boo. Spotify boo. Anyway. <laughs> so, the that next theory question, was that Kiwi or was that South African? I was going for a Kiwi. Yeah, okay. I was going for a juicy kiwi. Juicy kiwi. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway. Okay, on. so the next theory is military testing. On the hikers. Hold tight. Hold tight. It's all going to come together. <laughs> Give me those. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so speculation exists that the campsite fell within the path of a Soviet parachute mine exercise. Mm. In this case, the hikers would have been woken by the explosion and fled, finding themselves unable to return for supplies afterwards and ultimately perishing. There are indeed records of parachute mines being tested in the area, and they would explain the pressure-like injuries on three of the four hikers discovered in the ravine, because the way that a parachute mine works is that it detonates in the sky, and it's like the blast radius is what like affects the people on the ground okay so it detonates up there and then it's like the you know like the kickback that you always see like people being pushed back from like an explosion yeah that's how it like affects people so then if it it exploded on top of them and then it 
immense pressure. Whereas so that they were doing those tests in the area is, above yeah, that there is proof above that they Dead were, Mountain. A, yeah, in that area, there is proof that they were definitely testing during parachute that time. mines. Not necessarily during that time, but they have done it in that. Like, clearly, it, at some point in that, like, fucking decade. Yes, but on that specific day. In those, in those in Nobody's between. confirmed if it was happening then. Yeah, okay. Um, the theory color, correlates with previously mentioned glowing orange balls that were witnessed during that time period. Okay, yeah. And it's also speculated that these mines would be the cause of burns to the hair and skin that were discovered during the autopsy. Okay. Burns. Oh, yes, I forgot about the burns. I was going to say it's a bit weird. Right. Where'd the fucking burns come from? Well, that would explain... It doesn't explain Did you them. Just point cutting... to eyebrows? Did you just point to eyebrows? No, my eyebrow was itchy. Maybe like from maybe it was like a ghost, like you know, like the ghost pain when like someone's leg has been cut off and then they feel the pain still where the leg was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling empathetic pain For towards the, the dude lost getting eyebrow. his eyebrow off. <laughs> well, lost eyebrows. I just can't even imagine what that would fucking look like, eh? Jesus. Um, Google it, but I don't think it'd be nice. I don't think I'd enjoy that, that experience. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so a similar theory speculates that radiological weapons were being tested in the area, fueled by the discovery of the high levels of radiation discovered on one of the people's clothing, which for me is probably like the strangest part. Radiation is weird. Because the radiation can't be explained by any of the aforementioned Anything theories. else. So yeah. what was the avalanche? So the, thing. None, well, yeah. What was the other one? Catabatic uh, winds. Downward mush mush. Downward mush mush. Um, the uh, the mines. Like sorry, the the yeah the, the parachute boys. mines. Exploded boys. Yeah. Was there none of that. One? I feel like we're forgetting something. Oh yeah. yeah, and the yeti. And the yeti. None of that explains the radiation. <laughs> none of that explains the radiation. Yeah. Um, because like maybe if everything was irradiated, then for sure. But it was one person's clothing. That's weird. Weird. That's weird. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it was fueled by the discovery of the high levels of radiation, and it was also the fact that the bodies were described by relatives as having orange skin and grey hair. Oh, orange however, skin and grey hair. Yeah. However, this theory has been disputed due to the fact that all of the group's equipment would show signs of radioactivity if it was radiological weapon testing wait, or whatever. Wait, all of their equipment showed? No, no, it would, like, if there was radiological weapon testing happening in the area, then everything would be irradiated. It wouldn't only be one person's clothing. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and um, the hair and skin discoloration can be explained away by the mummification that naturally occurs when bodies are exposed to these kinds of harsh conditions. Which is true. Like, have you ever seen, like, the, the ice, like, in year eight we studied, like, the ice bodies and, like, the bug bodies and shit. They go a bit weird coloured. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know the science behind it. I don't know how quickly that happens, but it it seems like the fact that it's one person's clothing specifically that was irradiated makes me think not radiological weapons. But why the fuck was that one person's clothing? I don't know, Jeff. If you're listening, blue, blue bellows. If you have an explanation, let me know. <laughs> oh god. And so yeah, that's all the theories, and that is. The Dyatlov Pass incident. Um, there is a film that came out in 2013 called Devil's Pass, which I watched the trailer for. It looks pretty wild. So it's like um, a horror. It's a horror. It's movie. a horror film. Yeah, it's is a horror film. Be and it's, horror it's based. Oh, we should watch it. It's based around um, a group of hikers following the Dyatlov Pass, like where they went, and camping in the same spot that they camped, and then 
in the trailer it shows that it's actually like these like mountain like devil people like in the cave type they end up in like a in a bunker and it's like these like creepy looking like really bad cgi 2013 but it's like these creepy looking like devil mind people that crawl and shit that are actually killing people oh yes so that's the movie that came out in 2013 Okay, so I don't know if any of those theories like properly cover all of the bits. All of the bits. No one cover all of the bits. And I think it's like yeah. it doesn't explain the bomb, doesn't explain the lack of eyeballs, eyebrows, and tongue mm-hmm. and tissue. It's weird. Mm-hmm. You know, avalanche doesn't explain. I don't think any of them really do because scavengers aren't going to be chilling at the bottom of a ravine, are they? Well, scavengers aren't going to be chilling underneath like heaps of snow. No. And there's no like reports of them finding like. A casual badger. Okay. <laughs> you know? Is that what you think? Yeah, it's just a badger going on there. Not least the Russian man badgers. <laughs> Maybe. I've never fucking seen one. I think they're in the UK. Little, I, I, look, badger rat. people don't come to me. Badger like, people don't. <laughs> you're, a big, you're a big fan of the badgers. <laughs> I'm sure uh, that they're, a good, they're good people. This is um, such an offensive podcast. Yeah, well, don't um, shit about well, badgers. I'm actually not. I don't think it's that offensive to say anything about the fucking badgers. Don't I said that they might be on the mountain. I said that they might be on the mountain. How is that bad? <laughs> because you're referencing badgers. In the uh, yeah, point. I mean, it's true. Because um, <laughs> I'm lumping them all together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't generalise the badgers. Generalise the badgers. Um, okay, yeah, no, they, they, haven't, they didn't... The fact... That the four bodies were covered in snow, and they said that the soft tissue being like the t- everything was removed post mortem, so like after they died. But then, if they if they think that an avalanche was what killed them, then they would have been under the snow. So how did anything reach them for the soft tissue? One bitch had her clothes irradiated. I'm assuming it's a her, but it could have been one of the dudes had his clothes or their clothes irradiated. Nothing else was irradiated, and they tore themselves out of the tent, which really only makes sense. If it was either the sound, the infrasound, yeah. or the avalanche, those are the only two that it makes sense. But both of those don't have other parts of it that don't make sense. So like nothing adds up fully. None of it adds up fully. None of them. Not a single one. The only one that may like it's like potentially the ones that like it could be an avalanche. I would say that just because you never know what else, like there could have been other shit happening, like something else could have happened. There's also another thing that was noted in one of the articles, but which I don't have in my notes, is that there's something that happens when you become hypothermic, where you feel really hot. And so they could have shed all their clothes because they were hypothermic and felt really hot and then like have like a psychotic moment and then died. Oh, yeah, that would make sense as well. Yeah, so that's that like some, that's something else. Because so like, like, if it's an avalanche or weird sounds and you're like, ah, like even then you would think to like grab your clothes if you're buggering off into minus like what, 25? Yeah, exactly. Degrees. So I think there you must would grab have been something clothes. that either made them not, if it was the infrasound and made them have like a panic attack and so they just weren't thinking straight but and what, so they just they, ran out. Or but they didn't the, run though, they walked. But they walked. See, that's the other thing. It's like, like they if casually. it's an avalanche or there's like stressful, freaky sounds going on, you're not just going to stroll over into a forest. Exactly. Right? That's the other thing. So like maybe the, yeah, I don't know if hypothermia gives you like hallucinations or something like that or like some other form of, you know, whatever, but maybe they, yeah, so they became hypothermic and then they shed their clothes and then they strolled out into wherever. And then, but then some of them weren't hypothermic clearly because they had clothes on. Like, and they took the clothes and were like wrapping clothes around them. So that would only explain the two that were in their underwear and the ones that had, like, thin clothing that were heading back to the camp. 
this whole thing is like just stressing me out and I'm not going to stop thinking about it until <laughs> I'm on my deathbed. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think ultimately, obviously, we're never going to know. And I don't think anybody expects us to solve it right here, right now. But that would be fun if we what, did. What, in your lounge room? Um, in my lounge room on the other side of the fucking world. But what I will say is I think that whatever happened, it must have been either a combination of things or like something like other things happening at the same time that affected whatever. Um, maybe it wasn't an avalanche that like happened, but other things happened at the same time. Or like maybe it was the government testing makes sense just because like at the same time anything could have happened and they wouldn't say, you know, like the, like something else could have happened or they could have found other evidence and the government covered it up. Yeah. Like that happens all the time, or so we think, or whatever, conspiracy thought and such. So, you know, we're never really going to know. Um, and yeah. I'm never going to stop thinking about this now. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed your time here. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Okay. I'll give a quick shout out to my sources because sources are important. Yeah. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whoever decided to edit the wiki page, thank you. Thank you, sir. I always, I always am baffled by the way Wikipedia works. Like, do they just because it's always so updated? Like, 11th of July, they have that in there. And it's like, who, like, how many people must work for Wikipedia for all of those pages to be constantly updated? Dude, I can literally jump on Wikipedia and edit that myself. Yeah, I know, but still, like, it's wild mm. that someone would even be thinking, like, I just think it's, it's, it's wild. Personally. Oh my god, there's like a guy that's updated that story from like 1959 or whatever. I'm gonna quickly edit wiki for everybody. Yeah, it just seems weird, right? Like, but I think that there are also definitely people who work for Wikipedia that do the articles as well. Like, I don't really know. To be oh honest. god, yeah. Um, and then I also referenced the Russian theory that won't die by Alec Loon, which was an article for the Atlantic, and Mystery of Dilato. D- the Outlove Pass by Lucy Ash for the BBC, which was like a really fucking good article, so I would advise everyone to read it if they'd like to. Um, Are we gonna get like done for copyright or no? Because I just, I just good job at referencing. I referenced all my sources. Yeah, you fucking did. Fuck yeah, buddy. And you're um, a girl. Thank you. Um, yeah, so all of those sources, including Wikipedia, to be honest, are much more reputable than us chatting about this fucking. Um, events. Thinking of whatever garbage theories we have pop into our minds. But I think that it's a very interesting set of circumstances. I'm sure that the true story of whatever happened isn't that fucking interesting. Is my is, is my conclusion. It's probably very boring. But everything altogether, I think the reason why it's like something that was so like in the collective consciousness for so long, and the fact that like they covered up the they so apparently all of the files were put in like a secret whatever. But that was apparently normal for the USSR at the time, for the Soviet Union. So it's not that weird. Like, everything was kind of, like, secret, I suppose. Yeah. Secret squirrels. So it's not not that big of a deal. But I think that and the fact that people only heard that it fucking happened in the 90s when they still hadn't determined any – in the 90s when it came out and everyone was like, holy shit, what the fuck's going on? The cause of death was still the naturally – natural event or whatever. Like, the super broad – what was it called? The <gasps> where was it? I'm sorry. Even oh, compelling natural force. So when it came out, like in the 90s, they were still saying that it was a compelling natural force that caused the death. What so fuck? obviously, people are going to be like, "What the fuck? What does that even mean?" You know. Yeah, and then well, when all of the other, like, because it it came out in the 90s because one of the people who worked on the case back in the day wrote like a. a review or report on it and it went like got picked up by the media and stuff so all of them would be like well what the fuck that doesn't explain anything no so 
if you think about it, I don't know. If you just if you're just like, oh my god, well you know, what actually happened is probably really boring. Then it'd have to be pretty hectic though for you to cut out of a tent, stroll across. Oh, I'm sure it was hectic you know, for them. Stroll. I just yeah. But no, like, what could just what normal thing could possibly explain? You know, like cutting out of a tent, strolling across some icy field to a forest, and then some people having their brows and eyeballs and the eyebrows is weird. The eyebrows are weird, it's man. Really weird. And then I'm sure it's a know, small detail that no one else really cares about, but like but I reckon it's fucking it's weird. It freshes me out. And then like you know, but that big all of them being missing. After you're dead, but you're in a ravine, so how does it go missing after you're dead? And then people climbing trees, and people being burnt, and radiation. Like, how? Yeah. How? Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. Agreed. That's all I have to say about that. Well, thank you for listening. It's been delicious. It's been fun. Thank you for listening to our garbage. Thank you for listening, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Um, I hope you enjoyed. And I love you guys. And we'll see you next week. See you later. Hopefully we'll have a name by then. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not, boys. Bye.